When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm so in love with you. All right, y'all, I just thought I started off. <laughs> I was a little bit of Al Green there with Let's Stay Together. Since tonight, y'all, we got a great Q&A session for to go down. Um, and those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, um, welcome to Keep Advancement Empowerment Conference Call class right here on iHeartRadio and also Spotify and Spreaker.com and YouTube. We welcome you so much um, to the broadcast. So tonight, you know, it's just let it flow day. Let it flow. And we have Q&A, and we're still going to um, go with our prayer as we usually do. Um, someone just came on the line. Who's on the line? Tanya. Hi, Tanya. Hi. How's things going? It's going pretty good. I can't complain. Awesome, awesome. All right, so I'm just basically doing the introduction right now um, for Kiva. Um, we are doing Q&A session tonight, and, you know, it's basically like we usually do anything goes. Um, it's just questions out here that women have. I have been getting, I'm going to tell you all the truth, for the last seven months, I have been getting so many inboxes on relationship questions and stuff because I haven't done the Midnight Love Garden in a minute so people don't get the fix, the relationship fix. <laughs> so um, they basically are in my inbox asking questions. And then I had some of the ladies of Kiva to come up with some questions also that people want to know. And, you know, people just want answers so that they can have better relationships or, you know, improve their dating life whichever one it is. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Would you like to pray us in, Tanya? Sure. Father, okay, go come, ahead. Father, we come before you right now giving thanks for this day, thanking you for waking us up, Lord. Thanking you for the many gifts that you've given us. Thanking you for your grace, your favor, and your mercy, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you never leave us or forsake us, and that every gift that you add that truly comes from you, Father, you add no sorrow to it. We come to you right now, Father, 
where two or three are gathered, you said you would be in the midst of. So we thank you right now for being with us in this very moment, Lord. We come to you right now, blessing your name, praising your name for being our Father, our protector, our banner of love, our sanctifier, our deliverer, our restorer, and our redeemer. And we ask you, Father, to forgive us of anything that we have done in thought, action, word, or deed that has grieved you of the Holy Spirit. Help us, Father, to walk in forgiveness so that you can truly forgive us, Lord. Place our sins as far as the north is from the south is, the east is from the west, and we ask that you remain in the middle of each and every situation that we face. We thank you for making a for making the crooked places straight, Lord. We thank you for clarity of mind. We thank you for stepping into all of our situations, Father, and moving and fixing them and rearranging and preparing us as only you can, Lord. We ask, Father, that as we go into this session tonight, Lord, that you will truly go before us, that you will be with us, speak for us and through us. Give us a heart to understand and ear to hear, Lord, and to Allow what goes forth to take root and yield a harvest that is pleasing only to you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you for what you're about to do right now tonight. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Sister Tanya, for that prayer. Um, I definitely do receive whatever God has for us tonight. That is what will be. All right, so Q&A session, question and answers. Um, I guess I can call this relationship 411 <laughs> since we're talking about relationships tonight. Um, and I actually love it whenever we can just come out and, you know, um, do the Q&A sessions. I, I want to get where I do it, you know, at least, you know, regular. But I need more people to come on the line. So if you're listening and you, you have questions or you have some insight toward the Q&A sessions, which is usually about relationships, um, we invite you to come on. Just hit me in the inbox or hit me at the end of the broadcast, and, you know, we'll get you on the line the next time. So I do love doing it, and so we're going to get right on into um, our first question of tonight, which is, um, which is basically about being whole before trying to date. Um, Tanya, can you give us, what, what is your, your take on that? Should women and men be whole before they try to date? It is absolutely important that you are whole before you try to date. I feel personally that whenever you bring somebody or invite somebody into your life with the intention of dating them, we all come with our own issues and our baggage. But if you've got so much stuff that you were just bound up in, that person is not getting the best version of you. So when you start to heal, the person that you have basically attracted starts to look differently to you. So one of the things that I, when I end up talking to my friends and I ask them, well, what type of state mentally were you in when you started dating this person? Because now the things that they're doing are things that they were doing all along, but now we're starting to bond in. Um, can someone mute their phone, please? 
Go ahead, Tanya. So with that being said, once they start to heal, they don't want that same person around because the dysfunction that they were operating in and the brokenness that they were they were just dealing with at that time is no longer prevalent in their life. And they want something and need something better. But it's not right to fault the person that you invited into your life for operating at the level that they're at. That's why it's important that you do take that time because what happens when you don't take that time, you bounce from person to person to person to person and hurt people, hurt other people. So not only are you doing further damage to yourself, you are inflicting pain on somebody else. I so agree with that. And and but it kinda makes me wonder too, um when we talk about hold, in in what sense do you mean hold? I mean, 'cause yeah, a lot of people do have issues and I was thinking earlier, I thought on this question all day. I I said it's something about this question that is kinda reminding me of myself a little bit. And I thought about it and I was like um, I was broken in a lot of areas of my life. I was broken, but then I met somebody who actually came in and taught me how to love, taught me how to love myself and love others. What if we are rejecting who God is sending to us if we start denying them just because we got broken pieces? And I was I was thinking, too, you know, like, some things you don't get over is death. When my dad died, I still didn't get over that, but I didn't stop, you know, living because of that. But what if I had to stop living or stop dating and stuff? Um, well, you know, stop talking to guys. You know, what if I had stopped? And do I wait till I'm completely healed? Because that could be never. What do you think about that? I think you should take the time to heal to a point where it's no longer something that paralyzes you when you think about it and it doesn't, like, affect your life to the point that you stop living day to day. Because sometimes people do come into our lives to help us, you know, complete the healing process. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I was thinking, too, so whenever we do um, get out here and date and stuff, you do need to at least know who you are before you start right. dating. You do need to know who you are. You may have some issues going on, but you need to at least know who you are and be able to um, receive and put out conversation that you understand. Because sometimes a lot of people get in these relationships, and, you know, just like you said, they're so broken that they hurt other people because they're not ready to move on. For instance, say like if a guy just came out of divorce, and divorce is like a big thing. It's like um, a life-changing event to get a divorce, and then here he goes straight on talking to another woman. All he's going to do is take all that frustration out on that that next woman because he didn't take time to get himself together to a point where he could function. I like that you brought that up to a point where you can function. All right, do we have any any um, 
Any more um, comments on that? Uh, okay. Was someone going to say something? Okay. The next one is having standards regarding what you know you deserve in relationships, whether friendship or dating. Would you like to take that one to Tanya? I'll start with it, um, but I would love for somebody to add to it because I know that I, I'm very opinionated, but I always <laughs> like to hear somebody else's point of view. Well, that, hey, look, that's what it's for, so we can hear everybody's point of view. But um, as far as that question goes, it's it goes back to what we were talking about is being at least having an idea of who you are on your path to being whole, to be able to form your own opinions, your own thoughts, and be able to and feel comfortable with saying, this is what I, this is how I feel, this is what I want, this is what I believe I'm worth. And having clear standards and boundaries. Oh, yes. Um, I had to read the question. <laughs> Having standards regarding what you know you deserve in relationships, rather friendships or dating. I would say this. It's so important to have standards because of the simple fact is not everybody is good. Not everybody is going to be right for you. And we have a lot of men who will manipulate you and um, make you feel guilty, make you feel shame just because of the things that you will not do. So it's very important to have that standard there. Uh, I don't know what's causing that to do that, but uh, um, it's very important to have that standard there because see what happens when you end up in a situation that you know that you don't really want to do. I'm going to use an example like a sex situation. Say you're just meeting a guy and you know that, you really don't want to have sex with him, but he's touching and he's feeling all on you and, you know, he's kind of flirting good and he's not really staying straight out that I want to have sex, but, you know, that's where he's getting to. And that is the time where you have to operate in your standards and, you know, whenever you feel uncomfortable, that's what your standards are for. Whenever you feel uncomfortable, you go back to your standards and um, you just let that person know that, hey, you're making advances, and I don't have any plans on having no sex with you. And at that point, you do not go past any point that you feel is uncomfortable to you. That's what standards do. That's what boundaries do. They stop people from entering into your space. That is your space. You're not married. We're just talking about dating. So that is your space, and you have to speak up, and, and you have to actually know your standards and, you're not, and I'm going to say something else, too. You're not going to know them all at one time because some things just have to come by experience. Oh, I dropped something. <laughs> some things just have to come by experience. But it's good to have some type of idea of what your standards will be. And then sometimes your standards will change as we get older. You know, um, like the younger generation, they may have a lower standard. They may, well, some older women do too, though. Um, they may have a standard of where um, 
they may wait a week or two before they give it up, or they may have a standard where, you know, the guy doesn't necessarily have to have a job as long as he's good to me, you know. They may have that type of mentality and set boundaries and stuff according to that, which ain't really good, though, when you really think about it. But you don't go past any point that you feel uncomfortable in, basically. That's what standards would do. It helps you to recognize and to be able to spot the red flags when they start going up. If if a guy puts you in a position that you know that you do not want to be in, then that is your responsibility to speak up and say, no, this is uncomfortable for me. Um, this is not what I value right here. It's up to you to speak up for, for your own value, your own beliefs. What do you go back to? What do you believe about a situation like the one that you may be in? That's what I think about it. Anybody else got any more comments on that? And I want to add this in there. Um, Men, they know exactly how to break a woman's standards down. They know how to do that. And how they do that is they pay attention to how you respond to them, how you cater to them in the beginning is usually how you're going to treat them. So you need to not wait for, you know, once you get a year down the road or two, five years down the road to talk about some standards, but then you have then spoiled them and they have then gotten used to having things a certain way. They have then got used to telling you what to do or how to do it and when to do it, and by then you pretty much lose your rights to, to say, hey, you can't do this, you can't do that, because then when you speak up, once you start speaking up, you already know that's going to be trouble. And that, that guy's probably going to, you know that thing they say, fight or flight? He's probably going to take flight once he realizes that you have got to a position where you recognize that your standards need to go up. So don't let any guys uh, manipulate you into dropping your standards at any cost because what's going to end up happening when you lose who you are, not only are you going to lose yourself, but you're going to begin to lose your friends and your family. And when that guy leaves, you're going to be left with nothing. You're going to be left with nothing but a broken heart. So it's good to write it out ahead of time so that you can get it in your heart. This is what I deserve. And even in the friendship, I forgot friendship was part of that question. Now, when it comes down to friendships, that's a little bit different from the relationships, but not much different from the relationship. Friendship should not be treated as if you're going for a relationship. I know a lot of women um, – you know, you do have to be friends before you're lovers, but do not get the two confused, you know, until they convert over. A lot of people would think, you know, well, we're friends with benefits, and well, that's what they're going to get is benefits. That's what they're going to get, friends with benefits. Um, you have to set boundaries in that area of your life, too, because friends will manipulate you. And, so, and sometimes they're not even your friend, but they're just there because they need a place to stay or, or they need um, money or they need attention or they have sexual fantasies that they want to carry out. You know, you have to pay attention to who you are surrounding yourself with. And those friends, you know, don't get the two confused. 
they are two separate things. Friendships and dating, they go hand in hand, but they are two different items. Do we have any comments on that? I think that's where a lot of females get that mixed up with the friendship and relationship. Yeah, they do because they're having sex and not realizing that (laughs) they don't realize that he's just your friend. A man can turn off quick. It don't take them long at all. Where a woman, if she has sex, she thinks that's a whole relationship. She thinks that's marriage material right there before she even gets to know him. So, yeah, um, a lot of women do mess up in that area. You have to really slow your roll and, you know, get a clear understanding of what you have. Do we have a friendship here or do we have a relationship? Am I a booty call or am I going to be your future wife? You know, you have to get a clear understanding of people these days because for the simple fact is when you look at these online dating, online dating has made things so horrible. And you only find a few people that stick to traditions. Um, I have been doing some online dating, and some of the things that I have been seeing on there, um, they actually do consider friends as some type of relationship and stuff, and it's not. And it's up to the woman to really clarify, to get it clarified. If you don't understand what you're in, what type of partnership you're in, then you need to get it clarified. You can't blame the man if he get his milk and cookies and anything else, too. You can't yep. blame them. I mean, because we already know that's how some guys are. And then we have some guys who are just really good friends. And sometimes us ladies, um, I'm guilty of this. Now I will say I'm guilty of this one. Sometimes you'll meet a friend that's just really so good to you. And you start crushing on them. And before you know it, you, your mind is out of sight with them. And, you know, you just feel like, we're in a relationship because we talk every day, because we do things every day. And I had to really humble myself down. Um, I think it was about last year I had to humble myself down and realize that, you know, this is a friendship. It's not a relationship. You can't treat it the same way. There's certain things you cannot do in a friendship. Friendship does still need standards and boundaries. Like, I can't rub on your head and stuff. <laughs> you know, I can't flirt with you the way I would want to flirt with my man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, anything else on that? Okay, so we're moving on to the next one. Okay, another inbox. By the way, I don't... Um, this is another inbox question. Um, just this one, not really a question, but a conversation starter. What is everyone's thoughts on how to allow a man to be a man but still keep your expectations of what you know you deserve? Basically getting your point across without emasculating him, you know making him feel less than a man. Would anybody like to answer that? What is everyone's thoughts on how to allow a man to be a man, but still keep your expectations of what you do? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know you deserve. The me? Get, uh-huh, go ahead. Uh, me, him being a man, he needs to be working and having his own and making sure that woman is good and helping support her on her behalf also, meeting 50-50. Mm-hmm. So you okay. got some guys out here depending on the woman car on um, when she's getting paid and all this other stuff. That's right. Um, I I, it, uh-huh, go ahead. I think it really starts with uh, communicating in the beginning, you know, just really talking about who you are as a person with the person that you're involved with, what it is that you've been through, what it is that you expect, where you want to go, where you see your relationship being with them, and and really listening what it is that they're saying. Not, yes. uh, we have a tendency to do this. I've been guilty from time to time when we get pissed off, just really just um, having diarrhea of the mouth and just whatever we think, it comes up and it comes out. And then we end up apologizing for stuff that we said. So I think that a lot of it is us controlling our mouth and sometimes taking ourselves out of the situation and trying to see it from their point of view and um, giving them the opportunity to fix it or coming up with another solution to what it is that it that it is that you want done. Because at the end of the day, the man in your life, if he truly loves you, he wants to make you happy. He does not want to disappoint you. He wants to provide for you and make sure that you're comfortable and you're good. Because he knows in doing that, you're going to make sure that he's straight as well. Oh, yes. I agree with that. Um. I would say this too. Uh, what is everyone's thoughts on how to allow a man to be a man but still keep your expectations of what you know you deserve? Basically, getting your point across without emasculating him, you know, make you know making him feel less than a man. Well, I think that communication is the biggest part. It's part of it, but the other part is still on that woman. It's still on her. If you feel that he's not mad enough, 
and you know, you can get your point across to him. There are ways, and I will tell you, there are some men out here who, who just don't know how to do too much of anything because they haven't had that experience. And I'm talking about some older guys. It's older guys out here that don't know how to do too much of anything. Um, from my experience, you have to just be honest with them. You have to walk in the truth and be honest with them. If you feel like they're not being man enough, you know, one one or a couple times you can show them what to do or tell them what you need done. You know, communicate with them. Don't put them down, though. Don't put them down because you, you're going to either hurt yourself or either hurt the next woman. So putting them down is not going to make them be a man. I will tell you that. That's not going to make them be a man. And you have to look to at him was he already like this before you met him? And why do you expect him to change if he was already like this before you met him? Some people will grow and some won't. So you, it goes all the way back to that person, the woman. If this is the type of man that you have chosen to be with, unless you know it, it doesn't show to later on, a lot of times, that type of thing does not show to later on how immature some men are. But I would, I would just really, like Tanya said, I would communicate. And if they act like they don't hear you. They act like they don't want to respect you because when they hear you, that's respecting you. When they try to work with you, that's respecting you. If they don't hear you, then, you know, it may, may be best just to leave the whole situation alone. But he can, you can allow him to still be a man by just telling him what it is that he needs to do it. And I, truth should not hurt him. It's how you say it, though. It's how you say it. If you go in there all bougie and all queenified, I mean, we we are some true queens. But I'm telling you, it's, it's some women that's just some um, ex. They so extra till nobody can't stand to be around them. If you go in there all extra, you're not going to get anything out of that man. Because once you make a man feel bad, it's hard to pull him back to a good place. And a lot of women, like Tanya said, sometimes us women have um, diarrhea in our mouth, and we'll say all these things to hurt their feelings and think that they can really take it when reality is these men that I'm seeing now, they really cannot take a lot of this stuff that women are dishing out, and they are breaking down. And a lot of the men that I have worked with, that I have been around, and I'm not talking about any man that I've been talking to. I'm talking about just just regular men. They are breaking down because they have low self-esteem issues too. They have issues where they don't feel good enough. They already feel like they're not man enough. And sometimes that can be the problem. You are so intimidating to them that you already are making them feel less than a man. So the only way you can do that is to slow your role and just speak to them the truth. Don't add anything extra. Don't be all bougie. Don't be snapping your necks and all that stuff. Don't go in with a mentality that I can change this man. And that's the problem a lot of women have. They think they can change a man just by, you know, yelling at him and stuff. And a lot of women do yell at men, by the way. Um, yelling at them and, you know, trying to intimidate them about what they'll take away from them and stuff. They don't care nothing about their sex. They can go anywhere and get that. They really don't care nothing about your money because they can go anywhere and get that too. 
But the best thing to do is to respect each other. So whenever you talk to one another, talk to him like he's a man. If he's your man, you talk to him like he's a man. You back him up. You encourage him. But it, now you know when you ain't got no man. He <laughs> don't try to do nothing. He <laughs> don't try to do nothing. And then that's up to you if you stay with him. That's my take on it. All right. Anybody else got anything on that? Okay, so moving on, moving on to the next questions. Now, I got this question. Oh, my God. I had um, one lady call me early in the morning, and she was going through this, y'all. She was going through this. And she said she was actually going through sexual frustration. That's what she was going through. So she asked me, um, what did she need to do about it? <laughs> You know, she saved. She said, I've been praying and I've been praying all day and I'm still I still got this urge that I want them bad. I want them. <laughs> so what do y'all think about that? And she saved. So should single single women single saved women be having sex and how do they resist temptation? Pray. That's the PG question. That's the PG answer. But we're going to be real about this thing. Be real. Be real. We're going to be real about it. You do that. Okay. We do that. We pray about it. We talk to God. We have long discussions because we're still human and whatnot. Yes. The thing that you need to do, the thing that's been very beneficial for me, is I find things to fill my time. When them urges oh, hit, I get up and go find something that I'm interested in doing, something that makes me happy, whether it's going out to the movies or working on, like, my goals for the future. I take my mind out of that situation or what it is that I'll, that will make you go bonkers because you really ain't supposed to be doing that. And, right. and, and if you do, it creates more problems that it does solutions. I can honestly tie every stupid, jacked-up decision that I have ever made in my life to that. So with that thought process, like I'm not making no more stupid decisions based on my my hormones going crazy. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to find me something else to do and feel that time, and then that passes. It will. And, and you know she was so I, I felt so sorry for her because she was so she was like Jamie, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? I was like, girl, go find you something to do. Go find something like you said, Tony, to feed your mind with. To and, and, and if necessary, go back and submit yourself to God to resist that temptation. Because I'm gonna tell you something. That is a real feeling, and that's something that people do not talk about. They talk about being single and saved. But they don't talk about how these urges are real. You wake, you may wake up and have an urge. You may be going throughout the day, and all of a sudden, you know, you get around a certain person or something triggers you into that number, Satan, though. <laughs> Satan fills your mind with it. And all of a sudden, you want to do these things, and 
But I'm glad that she called me and she was like, Jamie, I need help. And and just like I'm telling anybody else, if you want to save yourself some trouble, you better wait before you have sex because sex is trouble. When you start having sex, you start entering into his his um, mind and he's entering into yours. And if you're not careful, those soul ties. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In there will eat you up alive. They will eat you up so bad you become depressed. And once you start, once you get one taste of it, you know, you're just going to keep going back and going back. So it's best not to even put yourself through that type of situation, stressful situation like that. Um. But basically, yeah, you have to submit yourself to God in order to resist that temptation. And once you do that, because you, you will be tempted, but you don't have to act on it. You do not have to put any action to that at all. Um, it reminds me of Jesus being in the wilderness where Satan was like, you know, turn the stone to bread. Go ahead and eat. You know you're hungry. <laughs> you know, that's how Satan will get in our heads. Hey, look at him. He's fine. You know, he packed and going to get that girl. Ooh. And then we have the little friends that will come along who's supposed to be our friends helping us and encouraging us in the Lord and say, go ahead and get it, girl. I hear you. Stuff like that. You have to be careful of things like that because once you open up that door, it's hard to close Pandora's box. <laughs> it's, it's hard to close that door once it becomes open and it, it, it messes with your mind it messes with your physical health your mental health your emotional and your spirituality as well um, now I did remind her I, now I'm going to say this too now we are human and I like I told her I said I can't tell you what to do but I will tell you this we do all fall short of God's glory every day. But if we can get ourselves to a position where when we feel like prayer ain't working, that we go find something else to do that is spiritual that can help us, where we can start speaking positive over our life, that will help. Because some people, they just can't help what they love to do. And, you know, uh, hearing her, I felt so sorry for her, bless her heart. I felt so sorry for her. But, you know, that temptation is there. You just have to resist it. Anybody else got another comment on that? Yes. Um, I was listening to a minister, and he made it so clear to me. It was a series called Relationship Gold, and the minister, I cannot remember his name, but he is a minister of Elevation Church. I think that's the right um, name, but um, mm-hmm. the way that he explained that whole having sex thing with somebody when you are not married to them is that before um, before the, the marriage ceremony was created the way that it is now with the minister and family and friends and all of that around, when God created Adam and Eve, there wasn't a minister. Mm-hmm. So how they were able to 
make that bond and tie that bond as husband and wife was they actually had intercourse. So every time a single person has sex with somebody, they are actually into a, entering into a marriage covenant. And when you have multiple partners, you're entering into a covenant with each person that you sleep with. So when the person that you're supposed to be married to, you've created all these marital bonds with all these different people. Where is there room for him? Giving me that room. That that's so right. Um, because that is a that's a sacred thing. That's an intimate thing. Um, that you want to keep personal. You just don't want to give your body away like that and then um, go through all the trouble afterwards. I mean, it's it's so easy, you know, like I was telling her, I said it's so easy to get out here and get 15 minutes worth of sex or two hours worth or days worth of sex, but then you have two years of depression behind it five years of depression behind it. And I see this all the time in my inbox. I see young ladies who meet these guys, and, I mean, these are young ladies. They're like 22 and 23 years old because I talk to all age groups. These young ladies, they meet guys, and they are their self-esteem is so low that they don't even re- require the guys to come to them. They travel hundreds of miles just to see these guys who won't even come and come to them, you know, and give their body up. And then when they come back home, they're in my inbox saying, um, I don't think he really likes me. When will he call? And, you know, the anxiety and insecurities are off the chain. Off, I mean, it's it's like sometimes I have to sit with them for hours just to get them calmed down. And I think that's the risk that you are running whenever you allow yourself to go out here and just have sex just because you can do it or just because you got an urge to do it. And like Tanya said, you are entwining with multiple bodies, multiple spirits. Let me get that correct, multiple spirits, whenever you let people come in and out of you like that. So you got to be very careful and try not to fall into temptation because the temptation is great and it's out there, and we have all faced it. It's just a matter of, you know, trusting God more than you do that desire to have sex. All right, anything else on that? Okay. Okay, so now we've talked all about what the ladies wanting to talk about, but um, I was talking with a guy, and he was telling me something about the reason why he doesn't really date like that is because he loses interest in women. So I want to know from y'all ladies, what are real reasons, what are some real reasons men lose interest? I mean, we um, always talk about us, but, you know, what if we uh, we have characteristics and flaws about us that make them not attracted to us anymore? I mean, they may be attracted to us, but they may lose interest in us. 
Well, in talking with um, uh, a male friend of mine, he really is um, very open and honest about certain things. And one of the things that he shared, because we, we had this this conversation just recently, um, mm-hmm. he said that men want to feel needed by the woman that's in their lives. They want a damsel in distress in the aspect of they want to feel needed, but they don't want somebody that is always, like, in a state of constant panic and they can't do anything for themselves. So they really want a needy and clingy woman. Yes. Yes. That that is one of the things that um, he was um, this guy was telling me, too, um, he said that he really was attracted to the woman, but the problem was she was so dependent on him that he could not even go anywhere and, you know, just take a breather without her, you know, feeling like, hey, if your hair can get here, this is going to happen or that's going to happen. She became dependent on him, and he said that he loved her so much, but it was he was attracted to her, but it was just too much for him the neediness. And most of the time when you find women like that, they're looking for a guy to fulfill them, to lead them to their purpose and stuff. And, and that puts pressure on a man. I mean, come on, ladies. For real, that does. And when you act needy all the time, that really, I mean, to me, I'm going to tell you, I tried that needy mess and it gave me a headache. <laughs> it gave me a headache. I said, so this is how women act to get that way? I said, I can't do all that. I mean, it, it was just, it irritated me. But some women are like that. They need a man to do everything for them. They need to call them every five minutes. I see I see this a lot, too, um, where they're calling and they're texting every five minutes. When you go from point A to point B, you got to keep in contact. I mean, that neediness, mess is just too much. And sometimes it causes a man to lose interest. Um, another thing, too, what would make a man lose interest in a woman is insecurities. A lot of women have insecurities, and that is an attraction killer right there. Um, when women don't, when women don't, you know, come like as Tanya was talking about in the beginning, as whole and knowing who they are. When they don't come knowing who they are, it kind of makes men shy away from them because nobody wants to raise another little girl. I mean, that's the same way we look at guys. We look at guys and say, "We don't want to raise another little boy." And we got children. We don't want, we don't want a child. We want a man. And so that's how they look at women too. I don't want a little girl. I want a woman. I want a woman that can stand even if I'm not there with her. She still know what to do. And we see a lot of women now who do not know what to do without men. It's a lot of independent women too, but it's some that are still just so dependent and clingy until, you know, they don't have any confidence at all, no confidence at all. Anybody else got anything to say about that? Okay. Let me see if I had another question on here. Oh, this one here. How do you respond to a man that tests you? How do you respond to a man that tests you? 
<laughs> That's a crazy question, but but it's true. Men and women do test. They test one another in the beginning, just to see, you know, how much they can get away with or. How much hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This guy's into me and stuff. And, um, I'm the type of person I don't like tests like that because I take I take it too far. I mean, really, <laughs> I take it too far. So I don't do the testing thing. And if I pick up on it, I'm more like you know, if you want to just know something, just ask me. Because I'm at, I'm at that point in life where I have been through so much. I don't want to beat around the bush. If you got something to say, um, just say it to me. If I agree with it, I do. If I don't, I don't. But how would y'all, how do y'all feel about men who test women out? When I say test, I mean kind of like where they test you to see how far they can go with you, if they can respect, disrespect you, um, if they can get money off of you. How do you respond to a man that does that? Actually, the best answer to that question is to respond with your standards. That's actually the best answer to that question. Um, when a man tests you and you know it's a test, respond with your standards. If you don't know um, much about him or, or why he's testing you like that, still respond with your standards. Because it, it when you um, operate in your standards, he can't get no further than you let him. And that's the same thing with a man, too. If, if men are listening tonight, um, that's the same thing with men. Women can't get no further than you let her. Set your standards. Okay, I had one more here from the um, Kiva box. Let me see. Um, okay. This was a question that I had, how you ever, I mean, have you ever been with someone who really, really are about you and want to be with you, but the end of the day they got to go back home to the other girl because that's the place where they got to stay at for now? Oh, y'all don't want to know my answers. <laughs> Anybody else want to go before me? <laughs> ah! 
going to say like this. Okay, didn't nobody say nothing, so I'll go ahead and say something. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say like this. If they are really about you, then they will make every effort not to be staying. Um, let me see what the end of that was right quick to the other girl. They will make every effort not to be staying with that other girl. I mean, they will go to great lengths, um, like we talked about earlier, to make sure that you're happy, that you're well emotionally and mentally. That is a tormenting game. That is a tormenting game right there. And to be honest, they cannot really be about you if they are still going back to the other girl to stay stay with um, her. They cannot really be about you. That's just an excuse. That's a form of manipulation. That's a form of uh, control. And it's just not really worth it because that is something that will tear your mind up. I don't care even if you're down with it. You may not feel it right now, but eventually it will wear so bad on your mind until you just get to a place where you're depressed. And, and, and really, really when a man knows that he cannot be in, um, that he cannot stay in a good place right at that time and he has to stay with another woman, but now this is, if, if this is a woman that he was dating before, that's what I'm talking about. If he will use her, then he will use you too. If he will tell her that, then he will tell you that too. Eventually, you'll be the next person that he will be staying with while he's seeing the next woman. Does that make sense to anybody? No. <laughs> anybody got anything else to say on that? I mean, honestly, if, if, if he really respects you, and that's, you know, that's, respect goes a long way. Now, I can understand that things do happen, but there is no such thing as that's the only place you got to go. Because this day and time, there is shelters. Why not go to a shelter? I mean, because if it's going to make you uncomfortable, then he needs to work out a situation. He needs to work that situation out where he does not have to stay with her. Because that don't even sound right. But I do know that cases like that do happen. I do know that. And most of the time what ends up happening is the woman gets so jealous that every time he does come around, she don't do nothing but, but catch fits and... And she's her her self esteem goes down, and she just wants to start arguments all the time, and she nicknacks, and she feels so jealous on the inside that there's no way there's no peace in that relationship, because she feels so jealous on the inside that she's checking out everything that she cannot even enjoy the company of him coming to her, because she's busy inspecting, being FBI, and all that. <laughs> I mean, so for whoever goes through that, though, I, I do pray that, you know, God sends an answer because that is a tough situation, and he can really be into you. That's the sad thing about it is that he could be really into you, but he's just not into you that much that he's willing to move. And, I mean, you got to look at it for what it is. 
I mean, he can be into you, but that that don't mean that he's um gonna leave where he's stable at. See, that's where he's stable at right now. He's not gonna leave that place for you unless unless you got somewhere to put him, or unless he you know um tries to call some family members or something. But to stay with someone like that, that's absolutely wrong if you're in a relationship. But now if you're not in a relationship, let me let me clarify that too. If you're not girlfriend and boyfriend and you're just dating and he's staying with the girl, then he can do that. He can do that. I mean, even in dating, if you if you don't have a really tight relationship or commitment in there, then he can do that. He can do that, and that's up to the woman if she want to stay in that type of situation. But really, he can do that if you're not in a, in a committed relationship. Now, if you're just out here seeing one another or it's the beginning of a fling or something, you know, he, he can do that. But once you get into the commitment levels, that's when you want to get to the point where, like, um, where we're going to do this thing, then you might need to consider moving, trying to get a place to stay. So let me sound sound more nicer with that. <laughs> I don't want anybody to think that, you know, just because, you know, somebody stand with somebody is supposed to leave them. I'm not saying do that. I'm saying it's up to you what you decide to do. But moral of the story is if you're in a committed relationship, then he should be working to, towards finding a way out of that house from with that other girl. And if he's not, then that says a lot about him. And that could be possibly that you may need to reevaluate your standards. Tanya, you got anything on that one? Um, just the short and tall of it is basically what you just said, and that is he truly cared about you and was really into you like that, and he was living in that situation and wasn't with that lady, that was just where he was laying his head, he wouldn't pursue a relationship with you until he was on his feet and able to maintain his own household. I agree with that, too. I do agree with that, too. That, yeah, he, should, he shouldn't be trying to have a relationship if he can't even afford anywhere to stay right now. Um, as and I'm just going to say in that particular situation where he has to live with another woman, yeah, he should wait before he go into a relationship because that's a hurtful thing. I mean, it's hurtful to see that. And I do see that a lot too. I get questions like that all the time, and I it's, it's a lot of women that's going through that. And, and the thing about it is the the women go ahead and stay in that type of relationship because they make them feel like, oh, nobody's never made me feel like this before. You understand me so much. Yes, she understands you so much, and so does he understand the other woman too. He knows what it takes. Master manipulators, you just have to um, really make up in your mind what it is you want to do. For me, that would be an attraction killer, though. I'd be like, now to me, <laughs> now me, I'd be like, fool, I know you didn't come up in here and tell me no junk like that. <laughs> I'm for real. I would just, 
I'm telling y'all the nice version, but <laughs> but I would be like, I know you did not come up in here and tell me nothing like that because that don't even sound right. First of all, that don't even sound right. I mean, if you really into me and we talking about a future here and we see a future, then we need to be getting on one accord and you need to be finding you someplace to stay because that's not my responsibility because we just dating or we just friends or whatever. But if you're trying to have something with somebody that's already living with somebody, that's already jacked up. That's a clear, big, big, big red flag that that relationship is going to be jacked up. And it's probably not the first time that he's done that, to be honest. He's a pro. Master manipulator, that's what I call him. Crazy standards. <laughs> you have to... um. And women that are listening, you really have to look at yourself and say, is this something that I want to be part of? Because you don't know what he's going home telling her. You don't even know if they're sleeping together. You don't know if she's pregnant. You don't know how much uh, that she is contributing to his life. I mean, to think about it, whenever you live with somebody, you're going to eat with them, you're going to have all these conversations. You don't know what percentage of her life really belongs to him. You may be only a small portion of it. And when he's done and he discards you and it still stays with her. I have seen couples get upset with one another and do that same thing. They'd be like, well, we're just roommates. No, boo, we ain't roommate nothing. If we ain't together, we're not staying together. So that that's no reason to drop your standards just because he says that he's really into you or you feel like he's really into you. You got to look at what's facts. The fact is he's sleeping with another woman, well, at least under another woman's roof, and that ain't cool. That's not cool at all. I would not chase a guy. I would not chase a guy that is not trying to take care of himself. And I understand situations and circumstances do happen, but at the same time, that woman is not there for nothing. They may not be having sex. They may not be having sex at all, but the fact is that they're there together. What percentage of your relationship goes to her? Because he's not giving you 100% of his time if he's staying there with her. When he leaves you, he go right back home to her. It sounds bad because that is bad. And I and I hate it for women that go through situations like that because the, the good woman ends up getting hurt. And no matter how much we try to tell her, no, nah, that ain't good for you, she's going to go for it anyway. She's going to step out there anyway. Well, they don't know what they're talking about. They, he, he really liked me. He into me. But look at the facts. The fact is, when he's not with you and he's not working, he's with her. And I don't know if they was in a relationship. Let me read this question again, the bottom part. Um, okay, who really care about you and want to be with you, but at the end of the day they got to go back home to the other girl because that's the place where they got to stay at for now. That sounds like, you know, um, actually, uh, you know, now that I read the end part, it actually sounds like you're helping him cheat on the woman he's staying with. 
That's what it sounds like. It sounds like the girl is helping him cheat on the woman that he's already with. Y'all know that ain't going to work. <laughs> I'm being honest. That's not going to work. You train people how to treat you. You start stop going in overdrive for guys that are in situations that they put themselves in. See, that's the problem with us women sometimes. We think we can fix everything about a man. He can come to us broken and wounded, and we think that we are the ones that can fix him, but we can't fix him. He's already in a situation. You just added to the piece of the problem. You, you're you not added to the situation, and now you're going to be going out of your way in overdrive trying to make sure that he's taken care of when reality is he is a grown man. He's a grown man. So you train people how to treat you. If this is the lifestyle you want to put up with, that's what you're going to get back. That's what you're going to reap. The Bible tells you that. You reap what you sow. If you're helping him hurt this other woman, then that's going to come back on you. We have to be more self-aware of the people that we connect with. We can connect with good people. If he's going to be good to you, let him... Let them be a friend to you until something is clarified because you don't know for sure what they're doing in that household. You don't know if he's playing daddy, if he's playing hubby. You don't know that because you're not there. So you have to get back. You have to pick yourself back up and say, you know, um, is this what I want to really do? Is this the type of relationship that I want where I have to go to sleep at night knowing that he's going back home to her? And that comes from um, having insecurities as well. That does. We have to realize that life isn't going to be always in our favor. And this is one time when life is not going to work in your favor if you're helping him do something to another woman. If this woman has not told you that they do not have anything going on, if you are not friends with this woman, then I would leave that whole situation alone and let them deal with their own problems because that sounds like a problem they got, and you're just the third person looking in. Well, you're trying to get in there, but um, he's probably not going to leave her. Okay, any more questions on that or comments? Comments? Any more comments? Okay, does anybody have any more questions about anything in Dayton? Any more topics anybody want to talk about? Okay. Well, I will just say this to all the ladies that may be listening if you are single, do not rush yourself into anything because you will end up in bad situations when you begin to rush yourself in a season. If you are not, if God has not sent you anybody yet, then you keep working on you. You keep doing things that will help you grow and build. You keep loving the people that he has already given you. Because at the end of the day, if you're allowing somebody to come in your mind and manipulate you and jack you up like that, and you won't feel it now, but you will later. 
at the end of the day, if you allow somebody to treat you like that, it's your fault. It's your fault because you can leave that situation anytime. You don't have to accept anything that is uncomfortable to you. You don't have to let anybody get past your standards. Set your standards. Pray to God. to Ask him, Lord, what standards should I have? Because I know I'm a different woman from her. What standards should I have? You shouldn't be trying to model yourself after everybody that you see. But you should be praying for God to give you your own unique identity and clarify it to you so that you do not allow yourself to fall into traps that are dangerous for you, because that is a dangerous situation. Like I said, because you don't know who that woman is. She may be just as foolish as you is. You know, I'm just saying, because women get foolish. You don't know how many pages she's stalking out. You don't know how many times she's a robot past your house plotting and planning. So you have to get in contact with God and just pray for those answers to come to you. Lord, what is it? that I need to be doing while I'm waiting for the person that you have for me and not be desperate. Women have to come back to a point of grace where God's grace is sufficient enough. They have to come back to a point where they're grateful. They have to come back to a point where they believe in manners. How many men are actually treating women with manners now? I don't see too much of that. If they're not old school, and, and, and I mean really old school, you don't see too many of the manners now. You see, I'm going to tell you what I see a lot of. I see a lot of women pulling up to the gas tanks while the man's sitting in there on the cell phone. The woman is out pumping the gas. That's what I see. I see a lot of women pulling up to restaurants, walking in restaurants, pulling up to drive through. And instead of that man reaching in his pocket or opening up the door, the women are beginning to open up the doors. In other words, women are losing their identity or who they are. So that's why I'm saying you've got to get back to a place of grace, a place of grace and mercy, and just thank God for your time that you are single. You have to get back to a place where you do realize that you do matter. You have to put your happiness first. You have to put the value back on you. Because people are, are so easy to come into us with such a good plan. That's what Satan does. Satan is the father of lies, and he will feed lies through and by men. He will give them lies to shoot to you, and you will be thinking that you're so in love. You're thinking this time, this is the one. Lord, this time, I know this got to be the one. Oh, this going to be my husband right here. Have you ever just sat down and just looked at the truth of the things? When you sit down and you take time to clear your mind and look at the truth of any situation that you are in, God will give you a direct, clear answer. He will give you a direct, clear answer. You won't have to chase anybody. You won't have to fake anything. You won't have to be somebody else. You will be able to walk one and one. He's not going to send you somebody that can't help you, but he will allow those lessons to come in there, though. And those lessons usually aren't pretty at all. So we have to get back to a place where we realize that we are queens, that we are more than conquerors, that we are not desperate. Somebody say, I will not be desperate in this season. Anybody can say it at any time. I will not be desperate in this season because you do not have to be anxious about 
anything that God sends you. You don't have to be anxious about any man because that's who God is sending you. You don't have to be in a rush about anything. You don't have to worry about the time because God has an appointed time for it. It's all in God's timing. You have to learn how to just realize that some things are better to wait on than to jump in. Uh, instant, uh, I'm going to tell you all, you know, I always talk about my relationships because that was like the two, two and a half that I was in. That was the only relationships I was ever in. And today, as I went to Thanksgiving dinner with my granddaughter at her school, something happened to me. And I said, oh, my God, now I remember why I never went to my children's programs or anything at school. Because the man I was with, every time that I would go to school with my child, he would be rushing me so bad and cussing me out so bad till I would just hurry up and get out of there, hurry up and get out of there, do it, do it, play, play, get out. That's how I would do. I never ate lunch with my children. Today was the first time I stepped in that cafeteria and ate lunch with one of my granddaughters. That was such a huge accomplishment to me because that man had been basically programmed me so bad to I couldn't even go to the school and enjoy my children. I love my children, but I couldn't go and enjoy them because I had that fear of embarrassment and shame of what he would do. And today as I was sitting there eating with Destiny, my, my daughter said, Mama, why are you eating fast like that? Why are, you, why are you moving fast like that and talking fast like that? I said, we've got to hurry up and go. She said, Mama, calm down. My anxiety kicked in because I was in a place that I had stayed out of to keep from feeling like that. It kicked in today, and I was like, whoa, it was like a whole nother world. She said, Mama, calm down. You don't have to rush. I said, but when does Destiny got to go back to her class because we don't want to make her late? She said, Mama, the teacher said when she finished eating, we can bring her back to the class. And that brought me back to reality. So that's what I'm trying to tell y'all. Don't allow these guys to put you in a situation that is going to cost you a lifetime experience. And it's taken me time to get over these things. And I have been single. Basically, I have been single since 2010, eight years. And this thing is still affecting me. But God, but God, that's all I can say. That's why I tell you, if you if you don't want to get yourself in situations like that, and bad things will happen at some point, but when you're helping do it, it's going to come back on you, and it's going to come a time when you're going to hate yourself for it, when you're going to beat up on yourself for it, when you are going to become depressed because you know it's not right. And that's that conviction that the Lord will allow to come upon us that will say, hey, that's not right. Don't do that. So you have to get back to a place of grace and realize realize that God's grace is sufficient. Yes, we do want men. Shoot, I want a man. <laughs> we want men. We want somebody in our lives, but we want the right people in our lives. We don't want to keep attracting bad men. We don't want to keep attracting situations and issues. We got enough of our own. We got enough issues of our own that we don't need to keep attracting more issues. And that's what happens when you become single. 
the enemy will see that opportunity to send people in to distract you from what you're supposed to be doing, distract you from building yourself up. So I would just urge all the women that are listening to really take time to seek God. You know, just get at the feet of Jesus. <laughs> get at his feet and pray and listen to what he has to say. Sometimes it just take laying there and just being quiet so that you can hear the voice, the still voice. Okay, does anybody have any comments? Any comments or any questions that you would like to ask at this time? Okay. Well, respect goes a long way, ladies. And I want you to practice respecting yourself. Practice respecting yourself. Well, how do I do that? Practice saying no to things that you know know are not godly. That's where your respect comes from. Start reading your Bible. If necessary, go back and read Proverbs 31. Break it down, scripture by scripture. Don't just read it, but get understanding and a meaning. Find out how Proverbs 31 applies to your life. Because we are all unique women, and we are all beautiful women. And we do not have to put up with things that are going on out here now. And there are some good men. I'm not going to bash the men because there are some good men out here. And they can't get with you because you're so busy attracting situations. Mm, my God. Might be speaking myself. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> But seriously, though, um, there are some good guys out here, and we just have to be patient. I'm not saying don't date, because if you don't date, you know, you're not going to know who people are. So you have to get out and mingle and stuff. But don't just allow anyone into your heart, into your personal space, your personal space. Don't allow anyone into that space where that is reserved for you and God, where he can talk to you. You know, I feel sorry for a certain situation where um, a woman allowed the enemy to come into her personal space just because she was desperate, desperate for love. And she basically just left God alone to hear that man's voice. And she has been catching it ever since. So I'm telling you. Do not give up on God. Don't doubt God. He's a God that cannot lie. And if he promised you something, he's going to make sure that we get it. But we have to do our part, too. We still have to have our faith in him. Because anytime we start doubting God, that destroys our faith. When we start doubting the fact that, you know, I'm getting up some age, I ain't going to never get a man, I ain't going to never get married. Don't don't start doubting God like that. There are plenty of old people in the Bible who did who had some miracles, amen. They were producing babies and milk and everything else. They had some great miracles in the Bible. So don't don't doubt God. Continue to trust Him with your dating, with your dating life. 
Continue to trust him um, to put the right people in your life, to set you on the right path that you need to be on. Y'all know the enemy comes to distract you from off in the right path. So if you have fallen, hey, don't feel bad about it because we all fall. At, at some point we all do fall because one thing about it, I'm going to tell you something. A lot of women will sit up there and say, I'm okay, I'm okay. No, ain't nothing wrong with me and stuff like that. But I'm going to tell you something. It's hard to be whole if you've never been broken. So a lot of women who, who stay in denial about their brokenness and stuff like that, it's hard to get to that place of wholeness if you're not even telling God that, hey, this is where I'm messed up at. This is where I'm broken at. I got a lot of broken things going on. But at the same time, I know my God is a healer. I know him as a healer. You hear me? And it is a process. And as I go through this process, walking by faith, I am learning so many things. I have learned to embrace my bad times and my good times. I've learned to let the Lord be my joy when I didn't have no joy. I've learned to just call on the Lord every day, not only when I needed him, but when I wanted to say, Lord, I just love you. I appreciate you. I thank you so much. You didn't have to do these things for me, but you did it. When I come back to the place of knowing that God's grace is sufficient, And then, you know, he, he will teach you everything that you need to know. You just have to be patient. Take the things that society and this world has put in our heads and put God back at the top. Instead of going by what society is saying, that we need a man right now and that without a man we can't make it and we can't function, believe God for your husband. Believe God for your future husband. Have faith in God that it's going to happen in his timing and it's going to be all right. And take the things that are ugly to you right now, take those things, and once you begin to embrace it and put faith on it and prayer on it, put love on it, it's going to become something beautiful because all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. And that's the one thing that has kept me is my faith in all the situations that I have been through, even with relationships, y'all. Because I'm going to tell you, when I started going to therapy, I started going to um, therapy myself a month ago. And in therapy, this woman pulled out so much in me that I did not even realize that was affecting my life. And this was from relationships years ago over 15, 20 years ago, but here I was still operating with some of those same spirits and stuff. So when this woman started doing this, I began to pray over my life. I said, Lord, I can't go through um, these next years like this, feeling the same way. And so I thank God for getting some help. If you get to the point where you cannot function daily because your mind is so overwhelmed with thinking about who's against you or who's for you, um, go get some help. Don't be afraid to seek mental help. Don't be afraid to seek. Because that, that's what it's about, mental well-being. And that's what the Bible teaches us, is to keep our mind steadfast on the Lord. And it's hard to do that when you're in a place of confusion. Doubt, jealousy, bitterness, scorn, angry. It's hard to do that, I know. Because <laughs> that one will pull stuff out of me, y'all. I was like, ooh. 
I didn't know I was as bad. And I'm going to tell y'all how I found out I was in a bad situation. If what happened to my son had not happened, I would have never known that this stuff was still in me. But when it started happening, I got to a place of aggression where really couldn't nobody talk to me too much about things, and I got agitated. But I thank God. This is how good God is. He will go before you. I thank God that he made me realize that, hey, you need to go get help yourself. Forget about him for now. You go get the help. And that's what I did. And when I did that, when I tell you all things have took a total turn, you're not going to believe it, but watch the miracle and testimony that's going to come forth. All right, so does anybody have anything else that you would like to say before we get off? You can add anything to it, your relationship goals, all it. <laughs> okay, so nobody has nothing to say. All right, y'all, so. I do. Okay, go ahead. No, I just really want to reiterate that it's very important that you take that time by yourself, just you and God, and really just get before him and ask him to show you you in the areas that you need to work on so you can be whole and you can be healed because you really do date at the level of where you are in your, your mind and in your path at that time. So if you feel like you're broken on the inside, that's what you're attracting to your life. Mm-hmm. So that's don't it. bounce from relationship to relationship because you're afraid of having to face yourself or deal with yourself. Because oh, yeah. you're prolonging the process of you connecting with the person that you truly meant to be with. You in the way of yourself. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. That's why, you know, even even like me, even if you have to pull yourself out of the game for a while, pull yourself out. I mean, don't be afraid to do that. Um, I go on some of the online dating apps and stuff, but I don't really go on there like dating or looking for anybody. I just be on there and I just start chatting, you know, talking to people. But when they start talking relationships or something, I just, you know, tell them, well, I'm not looking for that. <laughs> and the first thing they say is, why are you on here then? And I'd be like, well, sometimes I'm just on here scouting for music, which is true. I do scout for music on there as well. So I figure buy one, get one free. But one thing I will tell you, hard times will reveal who you are. Hard times will reveal where your faith is. And if you're going through a hard time right now and, and 50, 60% of it is because of dating or you're feeling like you're inadequate because you don't have a man, then you need to go get help. You need to go get help. And I and let me put this disclaimer out here right quick. Um, this broadcast here, we just talk. We are not mental health professionals. We just talk. So don't stop taking your medicine just because you hear anything on here. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. All right. But, yeah, hard times will reveal what you're really made of. It will reveal who you are. And my hard times revealed who I was. I was still angry about some things. Y'all hear me? I was, and you know, you feel bad because you be like, I've been teaching, and I didn't know all this stuff was in me like that. And, and you know, when I prayed on it, I said, Lord, shall I stop teaching? And he let me know, no. You know what? He gave me more to do. <laughs> my God. Should have stopped teaching. That's, you know, because you feel bad. 
you feel bad because you don't realize how bad you have been hurt. And that hurt, when it starts coming out, it don't always come out pretty. A lot of times it, it don't always come out as tears. See, I had closed off my heart, y'all. This is what happened. I closed off my heart to my children. The only ones who really had my heart was my grandchildren. Everybody else I shut down to. I stopped really talking to my family and my children. Um, I can't even remember much about my kids from 2014 to 2017. It's probably when I started back really talking to my children. But I had shut down for all that time and had not even realized that I had shut down. The only thing that brought it back to my attention that I was disconnected from my children was when my son got sick, and that love for him was what brought me back to reality, and it revealed that anger that was inside of me, that aggression that was inside of me, because I got to the point where I was like, y'all wouldn't believe it if I told you, so I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) But I got to the point where I was really angry, and the mental health therapist helped me to realize that I had really blocked off a whole lot of stuff. And that's part of the reason why I was attracting bad men because of the things that I was holding on the inside of me. I was still acting as if, you know, some things I was doing was still according to, you know, the relationship that I had. And I didn't realize how disconnected I really was from reality. And that's a horrible feeling, but it's true. It's true, and that's why I come back and I try to help other women, and that's that that goes to show you I'm not perfect. I'm just like everybody else is. I go through just like anybody else do. The thing about me is I go through with faith. I go through believing God that, Lord, whatever's inside of me, you're going to take it out. Take it out. Take it out of me. That's how I go through believing, and I don't go through with denial. I don't go through feeling shame or guilty about anything that I'm fixing now. I don't feel shame or guilty about it because, you know, God allowed that to happen for a reason. He needed me to step up a level. And when I came up on this level, I was like, what? Y'all, I'm telling you, God is amazing. And if there's anything that you need from him, ask him. Ask him in Jesus' name. Don't just go ask him stuff. Ask him in Jesus' name. Ask him in Jesus' name to reveal who you are. Because when he started revealing that to me, I said, now nah, I see why I didn't last in that relationship but two months. And that was, a, that was a pretty good relationship, though. I jacked that up. I really did sabotage that relationship because of all that stuff I was holding from back then. So I can't blame anybody but me because I didn't go get the help that I needed when it first happened. And I thought it was gone, but it wasn't. It t- all it took was one situation that really put the pressure on me to push it out. So believe me, whatever you got inside of you, that's deep down, the right pressure will push it to the surface. And I hope that you women will do as I did. If you need help, just go ask for it and not be ashamed, you know, to get the help that you need. All right. Anybody want to add anything else to that? Tony, you got any last remarks? Not at this time. Okay, is Amanda still on the line? Yeah, I'm out here. Okay, do you got anything you want to say? Mm-mm. You sure? I'm sure. 
You haven't talked much tonight. <laughs> Just listen and take a note. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is what I'll do because I still feel like, you know, I still feel like we need to go over this a little bit more. Um, and next time I'll be better prepared for it. So what I'll do is uh, next Wednesday, that's, is that Thanksgiving, y'all? Uh, it's the I night before. Thursday. Oh, the night before. Okay. Okay, y'all. We're going to have to. Um... Okay, so when we come back then, when we come back, we're going to pick back up on the Q&A, and that will give me time to um, ask people, do they have any relationship questions or topics that they want me to talk about? That give me time to pull in some different questions and pull up some new material. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to be out next week then for Thanksgiving, and I hope that all of you have a wonderful Thanksgiving and that God supplies all of your needs spiritually, mentally, emotionally, anything that you, y'all are in need of. I pray that he just supplies each and every household. I pray that he touches each heart and that um, everyone will have peace, love, and really focus on spending time with the ones that you love. You know, just focus, spending that time with them and being thankful. You know, watching God's grace at work. His grace is sufficient. I should have pulled up that scripture. Because, yeah, his grace is sufficient. But we will not have class then next week. We will come back to the following week. And if you ladies have any other topics that y'all want to put in the Kiva box, put them in there so that we can go ahead and discuss these things. Because like I say all the time, this class is not just about what I want to teach, but it's about helping women. So y'all may be around women that may be going through things that I'm not around. And if I can teach a class to help a woman in that area, then that's what I would love to do. And I would love for y'all to continue coming on the line and, you know, help give them feedback and talking and stuff. It's a blessing when we all can get on the line, and I truly do appreciate that. All right, so if we have nothing else, then we're going to get on off in here, and I thank everyone for listening on iHeartRadio and on Spotify and also Spreaker.com. All right, God bless y'all, and have a happy Thanksgiving. You too. Thank you.